household of good witch, bad witch. Which witch are you? Lisa, it's nice to meet you. I'm the Bad Witch. And I'm the Good Witch, Shelly. And we want to welcome you to our very first episode of Good Witch, Bad Witch. Hello. Hello. We'd like to do an introduction of ourselves and kind of give you a little bit of how we met and why we decided to do this and all that fun stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and let Shelly start with that since she's the Good Witch and she probably has a way nicer story than me. So... (laughs) So Lisa and I have known each other for 40 years, and uh, she gave me a necklace probably five or six years ago after seeing the musical Wicked, and it was it was basically essentially saying every everything I am is because of you or everything I do, I do for you. It was like a Brian Adams song. Do you remember what it said? The necklace? Yeah. The ones that like I'm wearing right yeah. now? Yeah. Only- it's so important to me, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, because I knew you, I was changed for good. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So um, so she was like, well, you're like the good witch and I'm the bad witch. And, and we'd always kind of been that way, kind of partners in crime. And I'm the adorable one and she's the asshole. Totally. And there's a fine line between assertion and aggression. And I uh, I admire Lisa because she gets what she wants. She says what she wants. And she, uh, she lost her give a damn at about 19 in terms of uh, how people feel about her. So she decided uh, that she's going to let people know what's what. And I think that I, it wasn't that I don't give a damn because I think I give a damn too much. And so with that being said, I would like nobody to say anything mean about me in the reviews. When you review us, please give us a five-star review on all of the podcasting sites and only say how amazing I am because I am fragile. Um, So there's that. But Shelly is all rainbows, unicorns, happy hearts. I am black as my soul. I love skulls and um, dead stuff and serial killers and true crime and puppies. Yeah. You're Doc um, Martens. I'm ballerina slippers. Totally. And the puppies really don't go in there very much, but I do love puppies. (laughs) Alive ones, not dead ones. Uh, So case in point on Lisa being uh, aggressive slash assertive, uh, she had some of her kids or grandkids with her in a line for a pizza place. They need to use the restroom and order some pizza. And a gentleman just moves in front of her and orders like she's not even there. And she loses her fucking mind. Mm -hmm. And she's like, do I look like Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost? Am I a ghost to you? And I think it was it was a shining moment in her life. And I admire and respect it. Yeah. And then the lady at the same time, the lady wouldn't let my, it was my kids. Mm-hmm. And she, she wouldn't let them use the bathroom. So I told the youngest to pee on the floor. And she did? And, no, she didn't. Oh, okay. And so they let her use the bathroom. Because <laughs> I just said, Amber, pee on the floor. And Amber was like, wait, what? 
And I was like, just pee here. If they won't use the bathroom, just go ahead and pee here. They can go ahead and clean it up. And the lady's like, no, 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 no. You can use the bathroom. Well, going back to the good witch and bad witch thing, I think it was uh, kind of fun. We decided to start a podcast because both of us being in service and hospitality industries for so long, know so many people with interesting stories and confessional stories and shocking stories and crazy jobs. And uh, we wanted to share some of those things with you. And you don't need to listen to us gab all the time. You can... Uh, talk to some other interesting people. But um, I feel like, okay, so for instance, one of the people that we talked to, they wanted to have a client come on talking about suicide by orgasm. And uh, she refuses to come on because of HIPAA rules and violations or whatever. So I think we're going to be kind of in-betweeners in terms of we'll tell other people's stories if for those who wish to remain anonymous. That we could do that too, but we've Mm -hmm. also got a lot of great guests lined Mm -hmm. up that do have um, as interesting stories, well, almost as interesting Mm -hmm. stories as the ones we have because we're the most interesting. But, um, well, you know, we have all kinds of things. I have um, a client of mine who wants to know more about vagina steaming. Mm -hmm. And so I would definitely like to get somebody in here to talk about that because I don't know a lot about vagina steaming. Just get the wrinkles out of it. That's the problem with vaginas. Well, no, I think that they're important. (laughs) Wrinkles are important. You is important. I'm like, you you is important. (laughs) You is pretty. (laughs) I can't think of the rest of the life. You is smart. You is smart. (laughs) And your vagina is pretty. (laughs) How do you know? I'm guessing. Okay. Well, so now I think we should go on to um, how did we first meet? Well, um, I moved back to Colorado from Georgia when I was eight years old. My first major memory of you, we had been hanging out. We were in the same fifth grade class together. And you were kind of the bad girl in your Olivia Newton-John from Greece, all in black satin outfit and your cornrows and this and that. She was a cool girl in class for sure. And I was a skinny, nerdy glasses girl. And uh, anyway, I started hanging out with her and there were slumber parties all the time. And and, uh, I was telling Brian this. That we, uh, our sound guy, he's amazing. But anyway, Lisa was in a, like a musical production with a big group of people. And there were like four and five-year-olds and then six-year-olds and then the seven-year-old group. And they would all go out and do like a lip sync or a dance or whatever. So each age group had their thing. And Lisa, of all the people in this, you know, packed arena in Nevada, Colorado, uh, she was the only one that had a solo. And I'm sitting in the audience with Lisa's parents. And Lisa comes out, eight years old, wearing a black and green striped velvet off-the-shoulder shirt, fish net stockings, tap shoes, super sexualized little eight-year-old. I mean, <laughs> God bless the 80s, whatever, John I Bonet. I was more like 12. But Re- okay. Regardless, it was a little inappropriate. <laughs> so inappropriate or not, this little hussy sings uh, Liza Minnelli's cabaret, you know, about hookers and all of that good stuff. Brings the house down. I mean, the place erupted, standing ovation. I started crying. I'd known her for a month. I'm like, I'm with her. I'm with the cool chick. So that's my first memory of Lisa. That is so sweet. I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, My first memory of Shelly is not as adorable. What what a (laughs) surprise. Um, So I do remember her coming to school in fourth Mm. grade. And we were not in the same class, but when another redhead shows up, <laughs> you take notice because sure. there's not a lot of us around. And stepping so on it's your like turf. Competition. <laughs> and so she walked in. The first time I remember was at a spelling bee. Um, she's she's very smart. And let me just say that I'm not. I'm not book smart. I'm more street smart. 
but I don't know words and I, I mess up on, you know, things and, you know, stumble. But she's always been very well-spoken and she could spell. So where does spelling be, which I know I'm going to get kicked out of in the first round. Um, and they had asked before the whole thing started, um, does anybody know how to spell allegiance? She's the new girl and she pops up with her, I do, which I still don't know how to spell allegiance, so that's the threat. And she does it, and ev- all the teachers are so amazed, and I'm rolling my eyes like, blah, 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 redhead, and stuff. And then we went around, and and I was like, this bitch is going to win the stupid competition, and she's new, and she's a redhead, and she's going to overlook me and over-everything me. And um, they get to her, and they have her spell another word, and I don't remember what it was. February. That's what it was because she spelled it correctly, but forgot to capitalize. Devastated. Got kicked out. She was like mm. the first person kicked out of the whole thing mm-hmm. after she had like so, and I was like, hey, hey. I went home crying. My mom said, nobody will ever remember that story. Certainly not 40 <laughs> years from now. You will not be shamed in front of the whole class. They won't even remember you. <laughs> well, and this is the first time we've talked about that in probably 40 years. Oh, fucking February. <laughs> so... That is, that's my first memory of Shelly. Although like we ended up being, ended up being, that was fourth grade, fifth grade. We sat at the same table. We became best friends. So that's just a little story of us from the beginning. Um, We're going to take a break now and um, we'll get back to you with our guest right after this. I would like to point out that I was really cocky because I remembered the silent R. Oh, I thought it was a shoe in with the February. Hi, witches. I wanted to tell you about Tan and Tone in North Glen, Colorado. Tan in a bed, or as I prefer, spray tan for a glow on the go. It's an easy, affordable way to look your best, even if you put on a few quarantine LBs like me. Even if you can't go on vacation right now, get that tropical feeling at Tan and Tone North Glen. It's family owned, and they've been forced to close their other locations due to these COVID times. You'll feel good about where your self-care dollars go. Available in individual sessions and packages, treat yourself. Stringent sanitation procedures are followed, so you'll feel sunny and safe. Go to tantone.net, that's T-A-N-T-O-N-E dot net, to make your appointment or distanced walk-ins are welcome. Thank you so much for returning. We are here with our friend Jen Bates, who is a psychic medium. And um, let me just give you a little bit of a backstory on Jen. I've actually, well, Shelly and I both have actually known her since high school. Although, to be honest with you, she's a year younger than us. And I don't really remember her from high school. Let me just say that. I do remember... Um, when she got a job at the video store that we worked at, and that's where our friendship began. And um, so that's where we met originally. It was, like I said, in high school, so it was about 10 years ago. Uh, And yeah, yeah, because we're 27. Maybe five. Yeah, it (laughs) could have been, yeah, somewhere between five and 10 years ago. And um, But then there was a long, long time that we actually didn't talk to each other. And... um, We've kind of reconnected via Facebook and stuff like that. But um, Jen has introduced me to some of the stuff that she does um, with the other side. 
and um, had introduced me to her, um, the person that kind of gave her her start. And that's actually where I wanted to start off. I was going to ask you, how did you get started in the business? You know, it, it's that's a, that's a great question. And thank you so much for that introduction. Um, honestly, I have gone through lots of difficult things in life since high school and, you know, just kind of in my upbringing in, in life. And I have always had a gift of um, a feeling that, you know, somebody was around me or hearing or seeing. And it started when I was about five years old, actually, was the first time that I, you know, noticed that okay, this is a little bit different than what my friends are talking about. This is more than just an imaginary friend. So, I, you know, I have always had a set of parents that I have loved dearly and um, could trust and could really talk to about the things that I'm seeing and the things that I'm dealing with. Um, just without giving too much information, you know, uh, I have had some trauma in my life um, that has caused a lot of things to kind of come out. And I think a lot of times when people recognize that they have had certain traumas that could be either physical, emotional, mental, other types of things, they realize that, you know, they're a little bit more open to having things happen to them in life because they're such a light being. Um, and that those things did happen uh, frequently, some very, very traumatic things. So through some counseling, um, when I was younger, it started as a teenager is when it really started happening. And I was starting to feel things and see things that not everybody was seeing. I honest to God thought I was crazy, like batshit crazy. <laughs> um, and I thought, God, you know, who who do you talk to at 17 years old when you can see dead people and you can talk to dead people and you're not entirely sure why you feel really creepy walking into the back room of the vid? Right. You know, when, when that's we what we there. called the video know, store. We did call it the video video exchange was the vid. Um, but you know, there were spots in that store I didn't like to be alone at night. I, I hated to close. I didn't really like you know certain parts and and certain people you could pick up on. Um, just was, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but was the part of the store that you didn't like the porn room it was absolutely the porn room <laughs> yep it was and was that because the people Maybe the kitty section or because was we would it? watch the porn in the kitty section after the close oh you yeah know. i forgot about that so Insider yeah secrets we did but, do that sorry Pavage, please don't listen to this i know <laughs> uh so. yeah she's gonna learn a lot about her daughter on that one <laughs> um but it this really started coming out um I think after I had my last child, I have three children. My youngest is 15, and this really started happening more frequently, um, and I really thought I was losing my shit. I, I really did. I thought, okay, what the hell is wrong with you? Do you have mental problems? I mean, despite other things that we all have through life, you know, that, that we grow up with and we try to deal with as adults, everybody has something mental or psychological that they could probably talk to somebody about. This was a little bit different. I was having people that I knew that had passed and crossed over talking to me and, and you know, I was dreaming about things and then they would happen or I would see it. So those are things that aren't normal. And I thought, God, am I schizophrenic? You know, is, is this what happens? <laughs> so my question, another question is, if you, you said that you were seeing things, do mm -hmm. you, like when people are there, do you actually physically see them? 
I do. I, uh, there's times, it depends on, there, there's a, so much about the, the spirit world that, that so many don't necessarily always understand. Um, sometimes I can see things very, very clearly. Sometimes I just see a fragment of things. Sometimes visions sort of play out in front of me like an really old, scratchy kind of movie, like Charlie Chaplin, think that. Um, sometimes I just hear it, sometimes I feel it. So there's different senses that mediums and psychics as they're developing figure out, you know, as they go, you know, is this a new thing? And you're constantly evolving. And the, the biggest part of this journey for me was to stay open and to not beat myself up for what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, to not be embarrassed about it. It has taken me a very, very long time to come out of this proverbial closet, if you will, um, you know, where I'm not embarrassed to go public and say, yes, I do have these gifts. Yes, I can read for you. Yes, I feel things. Um, and yes, I know who's in the room and who wants to talk to you. Um, that is a, the, one of the hardest things to do without people being very judgmental and saying, oh my God, you really are batshit crazy. Um, it, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's actually a lot harder for, for you to come out and say, this is the gift that I have. Um, so I found uh, my mentor who has worked with me for about the last, I want to say, seven to eight years. Um, and she has truly helped me open these gifts. When she told me that I, I was definitely metaphysical, I definitely was a medium, I definitely was a psychic, I was like, yeah, bullshit. You know, like, come on, I'm just probably crazy. I just need to talk to you, get it out, tell me who's with me, and why am I hearing all these things? Um, so it took me actually two years to come to terms with the fact that I really can do these things. And so. I, knowing you, I really, really appreciate that you, because I do know you're shy and yeah. I do know that you're not like Shelly and I at all. <laughs> but I wanted to be. Well, who didn't? I mean, I'm just going to put that I out know, there. I know, because really you guys were the coolest ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, she was cool by association, but well. I mean, we've already talked about that. Um, there you but go. no, I just, I really do appreciate the fact that you're, that you're being so open about this because I do know that you are very introverted and yes. it means a lot to me. Oh, thank it's you. really brave. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It, it, you know, and it's, it's, I'm actually very proud of this work because it has taken me a really long time and I'm incredibly blessed to have a husband that believes in me. Um, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to know all of the things and I, it's not like I sit and I try to figure out what he's got on his, on his head because I don't do it. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's extraordinarily supportive of, you know, my abilities and having some private time to go talk to a client for an hour and a half. Um, that's just my time. So that is another thing, you know, how do you tell your partner? Oh, by the way, I have these abilities, and I'm not going to read you. Don't think I'm a loon, but I can do these things. So he was he was more fascinated than he was taken aback by it or off. You know, it's not off putting to him, right? So because it is a gift. Do you do you feel like um, being? I don't necessarily. I'm not crazy about this word, but an empath, mm -hmm. kind of, because you have gone through so many difficulties. Would you say that your gifts and talents are almost like a muscle, something that maybe everybody has a little bit of and they could strengthen and use? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody has the ability to pick up on these things. Everybody has psychic ability, but not everybody has metaphysical or the mediumship portion of it. So if you think of it as, you know, you're built in layers. So this part of me, my heart, my chest area is the psychic intuitive part and the empathic side. But what's above me 
And if you learn about chakras, if everybody knows about what a chakra is, you learn that that crown chakra opens. And that opening is what channels in all of those that, have, that we love that have crossed over. What I do, one of the biggest questions I get asked is, you know, well, what about the evil stuff? What about the bad stuff? Um, there's a lot of, of misconceptions about this particular gift. Yes, bad things happen. Yes, sometimes I see them. But I also have the ability intuitively and metaphysically to shut it down. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of practice to shut it down. We were just talking about that before you arrived. Brian was saying that... Um, he was wondering, like, if Uncle Fred comes through mm -hmm. and Uncle Fred's in hell, like, would you tell, even though I loved Uncle Fred, but I didn't know that he touched the, you know, my little cousin. Okay. I don't know why I even said that. that no, but that's wrong, okay. But no, 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 that's okay. This is just, right. no, he's, he's just a, a bad guy. Right. Right. A and bad so, person. And so, would sure. you, how do you tell me who loves Uncle Fred that he, you know, okay, well, I mean, do, you know, do you filter that? Yes. Or, uh, yeah. I do. Um, and, and the biggest part of how I work is I always ask the person I'm about to give a message to for permission. And Lisa, I know that you and I have had our own personal interactions with, I've read for you a yeah. couple of times on a very private level that I don't disclose my client's information. But I always ask you, is it okay if, are you okay if I tell you, you know, give you a message? Right. So I always wait for that piece of permission. But, you know, just like with anything, you're always going to hear, and even in life, you're going to hear good news and you're going to hear really shitty news. Right. Sometimes I see the shitty stuff. Sometimes I see how a person passes. Am I going to divulge that to you? Absolutely not. Because to me, I, I choose to come from a place of light and right. not dark. So if there is a bad feeling or an entity or, a, a, you know, the energy is bad or there is just something that is just way too heavy, I also have the strength and the ability to hold that space sacred for you because I'm protecting you. Okay. But I also have to protect me too. Right. That's what I was going to say. Do yeah. you... Um, after it's all over, mm -hmm. are you drained? Like Completely. Um, when I first started doing this, when I was getting readings, I couldn't figure out why I was sleeping. I mean, I had this intense desire. I would meet with my mentor on Saturdays. And it was usually, you know, kind of early afternoon. I would come home and Troy's like, God, you look exhausted. I go, I just got to go take a nap. And it would, I'd be dead to the world for about two hours because it absolutely sucks every ounce of energy out of you. No matter if it's a good person or a bad person. It doesn't matter. Okay. You're using so much of your physical um, and metaphysical energy to do a reading that you abs and to tell somebody and to speak to the other side. Right. It takes a lot of concentration, a lot of focus to listen to the message. And then you have to kind of break it up and make it make sense to the person that you're you know, yeah, reading now for. you're a translator on top of it. On top of it. I am multifaceted. Yes. Well, yeah. And do they ever speak in Japanese? No, I'm just kidding. You know? <laughs> yes, all the time. No, no, no. Assuming no. there's a they universal don't. language. There is. And, and honestly, there's things sometimes, sometimes they don't speak at all. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's symbols that they show me. And so deciphering and learning and the education that has gone into learning about how to just sit across from somebody and actually give a reading is there, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. Um, you know, you learn about moon phases, you learn about uh, new moons, numerology, astrology. There's lots of things that go into play to make us who we are to, you know, that, that actually make the things happen in our lives that have actually happened. Everybody has a place in life and, and has this astrological number that 
tells you exactly how your life is going to be. I can forecast an entire year ahead, and I can tell you just by your date of birth and the letters in your name exactly how your months are going to go for an entire year. Wow. Um, and it's just through numerology. And it, 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 there's a lot of parts and facets that, that I really love. Um, you know, obviously crystals, I have four of them here with me today. So, um, but there's a lot that goes into it, truly. Um, so. Jen, do you feel armed with that information, uh, foresight? Do you ever feel compelled to, or is it responsible to um, stop something bad from happening to somebody that you kind of see coming down the pike? Like, I don't know how specific it is. Sure. You might say you're going to have a rough year with money, mm-hmm. not like you're going to lose your job and right. or you're going to get hit by a bus. Right. Um, do you ever interfere with any of those visions? No. And there, you never want to do that because you are going to change the course of that person's fate. Mm-hmm and that person's life. Will I say be mindful of money? Yes, I will. But I'm not going to just flat out say, you are, you fucking suck. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm just joking. Yeah. But you don't want to wake up tomorrow. It's not going to be different. Right. Awful yeah. business like, you, person. You don't want, I mean, that's one of the number one rules as far as doing the kind of work that I do is that I, I, I'm not put here. My job is not put here to hurt or harm anybody. It is to help and to heal. And so through this journey, you've learned, you learn how to heal and you learn how to help people through, you know, very difficult situations Mm -hmm. and horrendously hard losses that we've all experienced. I I have more than I want to, um, you know, even just recently lost a very dear friend from God growing up and, you know, those things hurt and, and you want to know why, but I'm still a human being. I'm still Jen you know, and or Jenny Bates, as everybody has known me for life, um, I'm still human. This is a this is something that it's it's like punching a time clock, if you will. This isn't something that I'm constantly open and I'm constantly walking around going, I see dead people and I hear dead people and I'm not going to go in this room. Do I get weird feelings? Yes, but I really have to be intuitively punched in to give a reading um, or to be prepared to talk about, you know, how this actually works. You have to, you have to work the system. Can I do this at work? Yeah, I could if I punched in, but I'm so focused on my job that I, I don't do that um, unless I'm asked. And then it takes me a minute just to meditate and, and to, you know, be open. That is so interesting. Um, so that being said, I have I mean just on a totally different note is there anybody that you feel i.e. John Edwards or something (laughs) like that that you really feel like bullshit um there's yes in answer (laughs) to your question yes I will tell you John Edward is one of my favorite well I like him too I I like him too because he's very real he's brash he's totally honest and he's no bullshit and I mean that's just the bottom line so when I was starting this pro this this process my mentor was like you need to get this book it's called infinite quest so for those of you that know you have gifts and want to try to do some of the, the, the education, purchase this book. It's a great book. Um, John Edward, Infinite Quest. Um, first book I ever got, started reading and actually worked the processes through his book. Um, to listen to him, he's fascinating. I think we all started watching him what in the like late nineties, early two right, thousands yeah. when he was really big yeah. and he still is really big. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the, the ones that I don't get into are like Long Island Medium. I think she's a lovely person, 
But I think that it's, you know, so it's gotten to the point where this particular skill has gotten way too blown up. And how she does it and how she approaches people isn't something that I would actually do. I don't dislike her, but I don't really care for her style. And I think that the main thing about her is that her nails are ridiculous. Ridiculously long, and she's got hair that can touch Jesus. Well, and they're just ugly. I mean, let's just go there. I mean, really, I'm a nail tech. She really needs you. I, she does. <laughs> because, I mean, whose nails, like, curve in? Right. You know what I'm talking about? It's just and how really much white do you actually have on, on, the, on the French right. manicure? It's, right. Right. I mean, come and on. I'm stubby. Let's put, yeah. Let's yeah. put a little bling on that. Right. Okay. That's really Makes the most what important her toes thing. Look like, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So then um, my other question is, does it ever happen, well, and I guess you've kind of already touched on this a mm-hmm. little bit, but let's say you're standing in the line at the grocery store and you feel compelled to tell the person in front of you something. All the time. Do you do it? No, I do not. Never. Okay. I will not do that because, and it goes back to the whole the, being a little bit introverted and shy. I'm actually a major extrovert. I'm just very reserved with my personality. Sometimes yeah. I have to really trust you to be able to open up, um, like that. And, and it's gotten so much better over the years, you know, and the wine and consumption, wine, yeah. right. <laughs> wine works really wonders. Yeah, I, yeah. Truly. Um, incidentally, you know, that that's a time where I, I emphatically am like, okay, turn no, it off, shut it off. That, you yeah. know, because, you know, drunk talk is not pleasant. <laughs> well, maybe See, well, it's pleasant, but it may <laughs> it not be. always be accurate. <laughs> true, true. I love but, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, oh my God. You're so pretty. <laughs> You're so pretty. Okay, so and one more question I have, and this is my last. I don't know what uh, you have left, Shell, but um, do you, can you talk to animals? Um, I can to a point. I have um, a dog that passed, and those who listen that know me, she was a Great Dane Black Lab mix. Her name was Angel. I adopted her. Um, she was such a great dog, but she she comes to me often, um, and she just really just wants me to know that she's okay and she's got me still. She's still protecting kids and. Even though, you know, my kids are 21, 18, and 15. So it's it's very, very cool. But um, yes, I, I do talk to animals. Um, what, it's, it's interesting because animals are the most empathic creatures on the planet. They can sense a presence before I can. Sometimes I have kitties now, but, um, which I never thought I would have. My (laughs) husband loves them. So we have cats. Um, so, and, and I do love our cats, but they are very, um, empathic and they know. So we have spirits in our home and, and I know who they are and, you know, we just coexist and that's, that's really the biggest thing. Um, but yes, I can. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you have the, I think you had one other question that I found very interesting. Oh, um, well, I was a little bit uh, curious about suicide. Okay. So, um, and there's so many different ways that that people do it, and they leave all of us with so many questions. Right. Do you feel when you speak with someone who's passed over that committed suicide, if they are more communicative or if they're at peace um, generally, or is it just like in real life where everybody's so different? You just raised a really great question that I can speak to personally. Um, my oldest daughter's father uh, committed suicide. Uh, she was a newborn, and it was horrendous. He had a lot of demons in general, um, and it was a very difficult time in my life. That's one of, you know, not to be totally personal on here, but um, 
very briefly, without going into too much detail, um, it was a tough time in my life, very, very hard time. And, you know, I, I have talked to him several times. And so the answer is yes and yes and yes. Um, a lot of times there's reasons that people do things that, you know, it sounds like this bullshit selfish thing. And, and I am a proponent for getting assistance in mental health. Um, the suicide you're speaking of. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Specifically relating to those sorts of things. But even in general, I mean, it doesn't matter, but suicide is kind of near and dear. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I never thought that this would be a person that would do something like that. Um, he just couldn't get his shit together in life. Um, it's a very sad thing. I, I have mourned that for a long time. However, you also have the ability to kind of separate, okay, you had things in your life that I could not fix. I will grieve you, <clears throat> but I have this beautiful representation of who you were as a person because she looks like both of us. But what I will say is that, you know, oftentimes they will come to me with so much guilt and so much remorse and they are not able to cross over to the other side. They are stuck and you will feel you will, you know, feel sensations. You will see things. They might put things in front of you like a penny or a flower that you loved. A color will pop up. A time will, will happen. Take note of those things. Everybody needs to take note of those things and, and realize that, that that is a sign for them to say, hey, I'm here. And gosh, I'm so sorry for what I did. So yes, they do carry remorse. Um, recently, uh, I've someone came to me to, to screaming, I am at peace. I am finally free of the burdens and the chains that, that have held me down so long in life. So it can go both ways. It really can. That's awesome. I just thank you so much for giving us your time. And um, what a fantastic first guest. Yeah, no, not yeah. only so interesting, and I would pay to watch you do anything, but of I just course. love you as a human. It's been oh, 30 years, and love, it feels love, like 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, thank it, you. it was really a delight. Thank well, you thank so you. much. Is there a way that anybody can get a hold of you in case that Absolutely. they want a reading or yeah. uh, where to find you? Absolutely. Um, I don't advertise this on Facebook. I've never done that. I've always just been, you know, I, you guys have given me a platform to say, hey, you know, if there are people out there that are struggling with the loss or really just need somebody to talk to or just fascinated and want to do a reading, I'm more than happy to do that. You can hit me up through Facebook. Um, My cell phone number, I can broadcast that if we would like to. You're welcome to text me anonymously um, or, um, you know, email. Absolutely. And we can definitely publish my email. And we will put all the information on our, our social media pages. And thank you again. I just adore you. I love you with all of my Uh, blackened heart and um, we're going to take another break thank you so much Jen thank you hey witches good and bad please go to our website goodwitch-badwitch.com to subscribe to our comedy podcast with weekly fascinating guests we're really proud of our colorful functional website designed by Idel Fisher owner of Picklewick's Graphic Designs. The site is for sure badass and nice looking, boasting bios and pics of our guests. And it's where you can find our fun GWB merch, including shirts, bags, buttons, and stickers. Find Idel for all of your graphic design needs at picklewix.com. That's P-I-C-K-L-E-W-I-X.com for all your graphic design needs. Thanks so much for staying with us. So every week on our podcast, Good Witch, Bad Witch, TM, 
We are um, going to be doing a top five that's going to pertain to the podcast. So this top five will be top five famous people that if we could talk to from the other side that we'd like to talk to. So I'm going to start first and go from five to one because that um, makes it more dramatic. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm going to go with my number five being Jesus. And That's a gimme, girl. Come I know. on. Well, I just had to say it because I would probably just go, dude, are you real? Like, I think you're pandering. You're trying to get in with the big J. Yeah, you have to get in with him somehow. <laughs> and so I'm going to put him in my top five. Well, well, here's one thing. He's not really dead. He lives with us. Oh. He's the angel on your shoulder. Okay. Okay, kiss ass. Yeah. Uh, mine is Michael Hutchins from NXS. When he died, my question for him would be really, um, deep and spiritual. And that's like at that time when I had that teeny tiny little ass, it'd be, I'd look deep into his eyes and I'd say, Michael, would you have done me? And if you were doing me, would you still be alive? Probably so, because he wouldn't have been whacking it. Exactly. I would have taken care of his needs. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a feminist. This is really looking well for women right Right. now. Yeah. Well, hey, there's that. Okay. So number four for me would be Robin Williams. Oh, nice. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I actually had somebody else down, and I crossed that other person down and decided on Robin Williams just because I don't know. I think that as far as celebrities who've passed, his might have been one of the ones that hit my heart the hardest. Sure. So I just like to talk to him. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Such yeah. a talent. Such yeah. a gift. Thank you. Um, going after that one, she took all the good ones. I know. Uh, Kenny Rogers, man. Question number one. Were, did you regret the plastic surgery? Did he know? Did he like it? Did he think they did a good job? <laughs> Your number four is Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Of all the people. Right. All, okay. But I do have two questions for Kenny. The oh, second yeah. being, did he know when to hold him? I don't. I mean, did he write the gambler based on experience? Was he on a midnight train to Georgia? What, what happened? How did he meet this guy? I don't know. What a tale he had to tell. I guess that's ridiculous. I have to just say it. Don't believe that that's really your number four. Okay. So number three for me is Hitler. Lisa, what would you ask Hitler? I'd say, dude. <laughs> Because that's how I start every Right, the afterlife question. is just filled with bras. Hey, yeah. bra, bra. <laughs> I'd say, dude, why? Why are you, so mean? Why are you mean? What ha- do you really have syphilis? You're kind of a dick, dude. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't really. <laughs> the man which is making noises to the side of me. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I would just be like, just stop being a dick. Dude, you're making my Kenny Rogers look really small right well, now. Kenny Rogers look really <laughs> small. Okay. Okay, what's your number three? In very recent memory, we lost a dear friend, Sean Connery. I would like to talk to Sean, the best 007 <laughs> of all times, and see. <laughs> I wanted to see if he was flattered by the uh, impression of him on Saturday Night Live. Did you? <laughs> Did you even think about this? Or did you just... Are you saying I don't take my job seriously? <laughs> it's okay. I've just... I thought I knew you. You're a pussy. I miss you, Sean. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Mrs. My dead people are more important than your dead people. <laughs> Mine are more thought out. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay, number I'm two. Wounded. You're winded? Wounded. <laughs> I'm also winded from laughing at your serious... This job is so Serious hard. dead people. Yes. Whew. 
So my number two is Marilyn Monroe. Ooh. You know why? Why? I'd say, dude. <laughs> did you really, really, like, kill yourself? Or did, I mean, I need to know the questions. It we all know mystery. what the questions are. There's a mystery. It's a cold it's, case. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, I just would like to talk to her and get her beauty secrets. Basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, she was like a candle in the wind. She That's was. a really good one. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Prince, man. Prince was my Robin Williams takeover. Really? Yeah. We're samesies. I crossed out Prince and put Robin Williams in instead. Wow. So good for you. Yeah. No, Thanks for I mean, taking that one. Yeah, I'd love to pick his brain. What, yeah. a, what a waste. What a tragedy. Tra- and the, one of the best musical talents ever, Of all times. I believe. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My number one, can we get a drum roll? <laughs> Is John Bonet. Yeah, um, what happened to that little girl? I know. And hmm. I it's, like, it's somebody in that house knows. Yeah, oh. nobody writes that crazy ransom note like a Fruit Loop, 27 yeah. pages. I want $618,000. Oh, I know what happened. Oh, who do you oh. think it was? Mom, dad, or brother? I think it was a brother. Yeah? And, I think, and they were covering for him? Yeah, for you sure. You know what would be cool is if we could have had our last guests all get together and go up to Boulder to the house. Yeah. Oh. You know I'd rather see Morgan and Mindy's house. Is if we could talk. Shaw's about Nanu Okay, Shelly. Your number one is? Uh, okay, this is kind of anticlimactic, but it's serious and for real. So I was looking for, um, based on the crime unsolved mystery thing, that girl who, um, she was on drugs or something, and then the closed caption TV, they showed her in the elevator by herself. She was at a hotel by herself. I just watched that. It's so crazy. We're being so psychic today. But um, it looked like uh, she was being chased by something or a ghost. She was afraid of something or on drugs. And then she ended up either, what, in that night or well. later in the, like, the water, the water silo, is, yeah. drowned. And she was wearing something weird or not wearing something weird. And her name is? I, I don't know. So this is, I have a point. Okay. My point, and I have one, is this. So I'm looking for that girl to, to say her name because I'd love to ask her what happened. Right. If she was murdered or, or what happened. And I put in... A drowning girl in silo, and then the girl was accidentally an H. It seemed like an innocent enough crime Google search. And guys, this is so gross. I like literally leaped into the dark web on accident. There's drowning porn. Uh oh. Yes. And and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Really? Abort, exit. Yeah. So I I never found out her name or what happened to her. (laughs) We have taken a turn. Yes. It had taken a dark, dark turn. Yeah. And so uh, don't look at my search history. So then the other girl I'd always wondered about, uh, she was Australian and they found her in a trash chute. And she was too small. To there was no way she could have gotten into it herself because the opening was elevated. She couldn't have put herself into it. She just wouldn't have fit. And they found her at the bottom, and then she had bled out because the blades had like cut off her ankle. So and it was a bad boyfriend who lo- they think, but it's never been proven. So your top one, yes, of famous people are two, yes, and neither are famous. <laughs> are you giving me shit? No, you don't like Do, my I'm list. I'm just saying you don't I'm like just, my list. No, that young woman's name was Phoebe. I think it's like Hey Duke or something. Okay. But um, what happened to you, girl? I'm sorry. What did that suck? Say, dude, dude. What happened, dude? Yeah. So well, just a note from our friendly sound guy, the actual creator of The Gambler was a gentleman named Don Schlitz, uh, like the beer. Question oh. answered. I can pick another you person. Got the time. <laughs> no, we you are you are done with your picks. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, yeah, those are our top five, and now we are going to. This is our segment, which we call the Man Witch Minute. We give our Man Witch, which is Daryl Brown, who happens to be my husband. His one-minute take 
on our episode. Daryl, take it away. I thought it was very informative. Uh, I believe in everything that she said. I'm a big follower of uh, that type of stuff. As you well know, I've gone and seen a couple people and got some readings about people that have passed in my life. So it's fascinating to me, and I would love to, to do even a, another show with her again. So that is my take on the Man Witch Minute. Okay, I counted, and that was about 25 seconds. So next time you're going to have to be more well, prepared. Dock me. Keep it tight, Man Witch. Just keep it tight. Simmer down. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first ever podcast. Um, it's just going to get better from here. Um, we just appreciate and love you all. Um, follow us on all of the social media, Instagram, Facebook at goodwitchbadwitch.com, um, our Facebook page, and we will have all of our media up there. And um, from me, the bad witch and the good witch. Stay witchy, friends. Stay bitchy. Hey, witches. Are you sick of brown bagging it or giving all of your dining dollars to chains? Blake Street Tavern is an owner-operated small business in the heart of downtown Denver, just north of Coors Field. We offer elevated bar food and are famous for our green chili and custom oven-baked nachos. BST gets many of its ingredients from local vendors, like the bread and corned beef for our exceptional Reuben. It is magic in your mouth. Keep us in mind for gift cards and catering and family meals. Who wouldn't love a pan of cheesy enchiladas? Please support your local family-owned restaurants, bars, and cafes. BST is located at 2301 Blake Street in Denver, and the website is blakestreettavern.com, all spelled out. It's bar food at its best.